Today's text is taken from our gospel reading from Mark chapter 9. I'll read the opening verses again. John said, Teacher, we saw a man driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. For no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Truly I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. If you would bow your head with me in prayer. Father in heaven, we ask this day that you would create a culture of grace around us to draw and draw others into it. Give us a servant's heart with your empowering love so that we might freely bless those near us. We ask and pray it in your name and all God's people said, Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This past week, Kathy and I took some days off. We traveled down to Branson, Missouri. We like to go down there. There's places that we like to see. There's trails, a number of trails that we've been on. Uh, we also like to go to one of the shows from time to time. Uh, this past week when we were down there, we were at the Sight and Sound Museum, and they had the production of Jesus if you haven't seen that yet, it's quite a production. Uh, the props that they have, the, they have live animals as a part of the show. And the whole production is just done with excellence. And I would encourage you, if you have never been down there, uh, it's one of those just uh, phenomenal things that they do. But I would encourage you to go. After our time down in Branson, we drove to Wichita, Kansas, uh, to spend some time with my mom after my father's passing, and also because my nephew was getting married. We wanted to be there and celebrate with them for his wedding, and so we did that. We were there Friday and Saturday, and then early Sunday morning, we left to make our way back to St. Louis. We left early so that we could go to church in Kansas City. We weren't sure quit which church we were going to go to. We were going to kind of see what uh, time we got there. And uh, we ended up going to our son Rob's church, even though he was gone. He was out with some friends that weekend, but there were some other familiar faces that we saw while we were there. After church, we dropped off some things at our son's house. His house is nearby. And then we went out for breakfast. Now, I have to tell you that where our son lives in Kansas City, there are some parts of that community that are okay, and some parts of the community are not as okay. We had been there about a month before, and we had been to a restaurant, and we had had a good experience while we were there. People were kind. The place seemed normal to us. We had a nice meal. But on that Sunday, we had a little bit different experience. We went to a restaurant and we gave our name to the hostess. She wrote our name down. There was a, another family across the way sitting in some seats waiting to be seated. There were a couple of other families at the cash register who had picked up food and they were waiting to pay for their food so that they could take their food home. 
And as we were sitting there, and it was at first pretty pleasant, but as we were sitting there, another family came through the door, and the father of the family spoke very loudly so that all could hear, and he said, we have a reservation, and we would like to be seated. And I couldn't tell if he was serious or not at first, and so we just waited. Well, the man walked past where the hostess usually writes down your name. He looked behind the screens that were there, and as he was looking around, he said, I see plenty of tables that are available. We would like to be seated. And the woman at the cash register said, Sir, I'll be with you in just a moment. She was very gracious. And he said, Why are all these tables open and you're not setting people? And so the woman behind the cash register asked for someone else to come out and take down his name so that as soon as possible they could be seated. And he kept going. He saw someone that he knew behind the screen, one of the other workers there. He went back and talked to them. And I, again, I thought, is, is, you know, is he kind of joking around? And pretty soon the family that was sitting opposite of us got up and left. And Kathy turned to me and said, I would be okay if we left as well. She said, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable. I usually listen to my wife. But I was intrigued with what was going on. For good or for bad. And, and so I said to Kathy, I would just kind of like to see what's going to happen here. And pretty soon the manager came out and he talked with this man and he asked him to sit down. This man actually got up and took the, the paper that they had written the people's names on and he said, my name is not on here. Why is that? You need to put my name down here. And again, the manager said, sir, we'll make sure your name is on. We'll call you as soon as you're ready to be seated. We could tell that they were short-staffed. And the staff was kind of looking around thinking, what are we going to do here? I don't know if you've ever been in such a situation where someone was outspoken, someone was rude, someone was seeking their own desires, and you could tell that people were uncomfortable. We actually find this scenario taking place in our gospel reading for today. Just before our gospel reading, Jesus had taken his three disciples up on the mountain and was transfigured before them. And then the disciples, as they came down and met the other part of the twelve, began to ask and talk about which one was the greatest. And then John tells another story about a man who is doing the work of Jesus, and it's as if John was a little bit proud in saying, Jesus, we told him to stop because he wasn't one of us. And Jesus 
seem to be so gracious. He didn't scold the disciples, but he saw it as a moment to teach them. And he gave them grace. And he gave them grace. And he gave them grace. And so the theme of today's message is grace upon grace. That is what God gives to us. Grace upon grace. Time and time again. Again, as we look at the context, the context actually magnifies what's going on because Jesus, again, had been up on the mountain. He had been there with Moses and Elijah. They had talked about Jesus' exodus, that is, his departure. And after the disciples and Jesus come down, Jesus tells them not to tell anyone. They gather with the other disciples, and I can only imagine their conversation. The three that had been with Jesus, Jesus told them, I don't want you to say anything until after I have been raised from the dead. They didn't understand that. They may have been talking with the other disciples, thinking we were pretty special being able to go up with Jesus on the mountain to see this transfiguration. And they began to talk about which of them was the greatest. And when Jesus asked them, what were you talking about, what happened? They became quiet. They didn't want to say anything. Why is that? It's because Jesus never talked like that. Jesus never talked about who's going to be the greatest. Look at how special I am. You're going to be special too. You're going to set up my right and my left and my kingdom. Jesus never said that. Jesus always encouraged his disciples to be humble and faithful and gentle. And yet here Jesus shows them grace. I would have probably wanted to show them something else. Probably wanted to have scolded them, but Jesus, Jesus shows them grace. And then Jesus gives them an, an object lesson. He, he takes a child, he brings a child in, in his midst, and he has this child stand among the disciples, and he says to his disciples, in fact, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not just welcome me, but welcomes the one who sent me. Jesus is telling his disciples that whenever we serve or receive anyone in Jesus' name, it's as if we're doing this for him. And in fact, not just for him, but for our Father as well. And when John heard Jesus say this, it reminded him of another event. And so we come to our text today when John says to Jesus, Teacher, we saw a man driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. I think John was asking, I don't know if he was asking, did I do the right thing or did I do the right thing, right Jesus? As if to point out what he did. Again, Jesus shows him 
grace. He takes this again as an opportunity to teach his disciples. He says immediately to John, he said, do not stop him. He said, no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth. Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose their reward. It's as if Jesus is saying, anyone who does any work in my name is a good thing, even though we may think something else needs to be done. In fact, if you do the least, least of these works for others, to give them a drink of water, they will be rewarded for what they've done. Jesus knew the direction that he was going. After he had been transfigured before his disciples, as he was making his way down the mountain, collecting the other disciples, teaching them, he was always on his way going to Jerusalem. He knew what would happen there. That he would be accused falsely, that he would be beaten, that he would be nailed to the cross and crucified, that he would give his life And he was constantly giving his grace upon grace to his disciples. So he asked the question, what about today? What about people today? What about you and I today? Are, are we ever jealous of what someone else does? Possibly. Do we ever think that someone's not doing quite the right thing and maybe we should be doing it? possibly. Do we ever think, well, I need to correct this, this person because I don't know if they see the whole picture? Sometimes. But what is Jesus' example? He gives his disciples grace. Grace upon grace. I, I think he would rather have us maybe listen and ask questions about what's, what's going on in your life. Tell me what's happening. I think he would want us to be encouraging to what someone else is doing, no matter if we agree with it or not. If they're doing it in Jesus' name and if it's not directly against God's word, maybe we should encourage them in what they're doing. This past Monday and Tuesday, I went to a circuit visitors conference in Concordia, Missouri. It's circuit visitors are used to be circuit counselors. Uh, we have circuits throughout our Missouri district and Missouri Senate. And as the circuit visitors meet, we talk about issues that are going on in the church. And one of the things that we talked about, we asked the question are, how are things going in your congregation in the midst of the COVID virus that's going on? And President Lee Hagan, president of our Missouri district, one of the first things that he said is that everyone is tired. Everyone is tired. He said, people in your churches are tired. He said, pastors are tired. 
He said, church workers are tired. He said, first responders, people who are governing cities and, and counties are tired because of what's going on. We, we think we have some kind of normal, I don't always appreciate that phrase, but I don't know how else to say it. We think we have some kind of normal and it changes yet once again. And we just can't figure out a normal rhythm of life. And how important it is for us as the people of God to stand on the foundation that does not change, that keeps us secure, that promises us hope and peace and strength even in the midst of the challenges we face each and every day. And how important it is for us to show kindness and patience to those around us. And as I was thinking about that, and I asked myself the question, how are we to give this kind of grace upon grace to those around us? And I thought, the only way that we can do that is for us to receive the grace of God ourselves. And God gives us His grace in so many ways. In baptism, as He reminds us who we are as the children of God. As we have devotions within our family, as we pray for one another, as we gather together in His name. As we receive His body and blood that forgives our sins and strengthens our faith and draws us close to Him. God is in the business of giving grace upon grace. Not so that we can store grace within ourselves, but so that we can share that grace with those around us. At the beginning of the message, I told you about the man that was rude and obnoxious and it ended up that we were seated on one side of the restaurant and he and his family were seated on the opposite side of the restaurant. We ended up sitting next to a family, uh, a mom who was there by herself with four children. A couple of the children were just preschool age. And as we ate our meal, those two youngest children began to flirt with Kathy and I. You know how children do. They kind of look up and see if you're looking at them and... And after a while, one of the boys gave us a wink. A simple act of kindness. And yet it was an act of grace. When we left the restaurant, we actually, as we were going out the door, met the family who was rude and obnoxious. And the guys demeanor had seemed to change. I don't know if it was because he had lunch or not. But he made the comment, he said, hey, you were there at the beginning when we were sitting down waiting to be seated and now we're walking out together. It was as if we were friends. And I thought, what changed? And all I could think was that maybe somehow someone had shown him some grace. And that's my prayer for you.
that you will know God's grace upon grace. For what purpose? To share it with those around you so that Christ can be seen. And to that, all God's people can say, Amen. Amen.